This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Continuing with headlines, Kyrie Irving was traded yesterday. Um, Literally, this came down in between the time that Seth and I went off the air Friday morning and was done by the time we came on the air today. Between the time you and I went off the air on Friday, Kyrie Irving... Noted malcontent, <laughs> asked for a trade from the Nets. And by the time you and I got on the air here, hell, we could have done a show last night and it would have happened by then. It came down in the middle of my Sunday show yesterday. He was traded from the Nets to the Mavericks, as happens with these <laughs> trades from a pure talent standpoint. Pure talent yeah. standpoint, the Nets got 40 cents on the dollar in the trade, but they yeah. were probably happy to ship a headache out of their building, which I think is borne out in how quickly the trade came together. Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh, a wing, a defensive-oriented wing. Spencer Dinwiddie, who's a nice scorer for the uh, now for the Nets, but before for the Mavs, and then a couple draft picks that, <laughs> a couple draft picks literally at the end of this decade, uh, yeah. are headed to Brooklyn. And now Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving is Luka Doncic's problem now. <laughs> yeah, uh, d- yeah, Doncic, uh, who I'm sure like look, Doncic, I'm sure uh, is excited about playing with a guy who once. Didn't want to play with LeBron James, uh, so uh, <laughs> if that's if that's all you got to overcome uh, is a guy that didn't want to play with LeBron James because apparently LeBron got too much attention, then um, then so be it. I think when you when you use the word malcontent for Kyrie Irving, gosh, is he the most malcontent of any famous athlete ever? Because he is. It's not just his various teams on which he's a malcontent. He has discontent with almost anything and everything in life. Yeah. Like whether it's I I mean, it's basketball teams, it's successive teams, it's it's Copernicus. It's like it's almost everything. He has some issue. It's um economics, be it either capitalism or communism. Like he's going to find an issue with almost anything and everything and be unhappy with it. He's yeah. the definition of extra. In the worst possible he's a, way. He's extra in every way. In every way, he's, he's extra. He's the guy that like always has to be like well. A- he's a well actually guy without even having, having any, any basis for his well actually. Yeah, and well, I mean, yeah. just the things like, and it. The problem is, you can be weird. You can be weird. You can have weird points of view. The problem is that inevitably, with every team that he's with, it winds up affecting the on court product. You know, the yeah. fact that. I don't want to get into a big vaccine debate, but the fact of the matter is his lack of desire of getting vaccinated last year collided with the mandates in New York over him being allowed 
to play, you know, so that 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 affected the Nets on the court. I'm sure some people are going to process that one way and others will process it another. Probably more, I would say more along the lines of what most right-thinking people can get behind him affecting the on-court was when he tweeted out the link to the anti-Semitic com, uh, content earlier this year. The team suspends him for eight games, and they it takes the jaws of life to get an apology out of him for that. I was just encouraging people to to explore. That's all. Yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> um, he's the worst. He's, he's, uh, he's the an energy worst. vampire. Yes. he's an energy vampire. Yes. is what he is. That's the thing. Like uh, that phrase that that phrase that D'Amico Ryan's used. Like no energy vampires. He's an energy vampire. He's just gonna he's gonna suck the life out of you and yeah. and, and make Dude. life less fun. The thing that bothers me right now about all of this, Sean, yeah. honestly, the biggest thing that bothers me about the Kyrie Irving trade is that my my contention that the Nets would last no longer than two or three years after oh. the after the Rockets traded James Harden to the Nets. Yeah. My thought was, okay, there's no way in hell these three are going to stay happy together, and then all these picks that the Rockets are getting from the Nets are going to be just awesome lottery picks. It's really, really annoying me that despite Kevin Durant injuries, Kyrie Irving weirdness and now departure, and a James Harden departure, the Nets are third or fourth in the East right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. It's really annoying. pissing me off. Yeah. I'm, I was right. But I was wrong. I can't even be right when I, I can't even be be right when I'm right, Sean. What we need, there were reports yesterday afternoon, Seth, by Chris yeah. Haynes of Bleacher Report after this Irving trade. There were reports that Phoenix was going to try to take a run at getting Kevin Durant from the Nets. Now, yeah. just to be clear, that's a report from the Phoenix side that they're going to try to get Kevin Durant. There's nothing from the Brooklyn side that says they want to trade Kevin Durant. We know Kevin Durant wanted a trade. This past offseason, and the Nets were like, rightfully, the Nets were like, you just signed a four-year extension. We're not trading. What are you talking about? We're not trading you. Um, and and if they do trade him, they're going to hold out, certainly, I think, to get a much better package than they just got for Kyrie Irving. So I don't know if Kevin Durant gets moved, but it all of a sudden becomes one of the more interesting storylines. That's just what the NBA wants as the as the season is starting to hit its stride and the you know the teams are starting to hit that run where they're, yeah. they're jockeying for position in the standings. Is is Kevin Durant happy in Brooklyn? So one thing that I was curious about, there was a report that the uh, Nets owner refused to trade Kyrie Irving to the Lakers. So I like, I, I wonder. Come on, man, they, they're not in your conference. Are you are you too nervous about meeting up with them in the finals? What what is the objection to that? What am I missing there? You know what it would be for me if I'm just yeah. putting myself in the shoes of the owner. Like I would be like, um, well, for one, the Lakers. Might not have. Been, you're saying he refused to trade him to the Lakers? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it wasn't that they actually got an all. He just, you know, what that is for me, Seth. And this is where I can see this. My guess is that's where Kyrie wanted to go. He wanted yeah. to go because so the reports didn't want to. Right, he just didn't want to give him what he wanted. Exactly. Exactly. But that seems that seems kind of petty uh, in terms of just how you should be operating your team and uh, like you should be trying to get the best deal for your team. Ultimately, of course, I guess if you're a billionaire owner, you get to. Maybe that's why you got a team, yeah. so you could be petty. Here's the thing. You're not going to get an equal – talent-wise, you're not going to get a package that matches up with – I mean, Kyrie Irving is a – he's he's an awesome basketball player. Like, yeah. I, I was looking – I was – yesterday before my Sunday show, I knew Kyrie was going to come up on the show. I didn't know he was going to get traded during the show, but I knew he'd come up as a topic because there tends to be more NBA discussed outside of Houston than in Houston. He's played 143 games for the Nets in these three-plus seasons that he was there. Yeah. He's made $120 million from the Nets for 143 games and one playoff series win. He's made it. I mean, dude, 
There is. You got paid a million dollars every time you went to go play a basketball. That's pretty game much what it was. It's pretty could much you, what it was. Could you bring yourself to do it? I think I would. Just yeah, I would strap on the sneakers today and go out and play a game of basketball. I would say yes to that job. It's not my dream job, but so, I would say uh, yes to it. So Joe Say, right? Yep, is the owner. Yep. Of the, um, I guess yeah, I've been trying to put myself in his shoes, and he's probably after these years of dealing with all this drama. There's there's something to be said for hey for one. You don't want everybody else on the team to feel like because Kyrie's preferred destination would have been the Lakers. You don't want people to feel like okay, I can just up and go where I want when I want, especially, especially, and I don't want to reward Kyrie's type of behavior in general. So yes, it's petty, but also I can justify it by saying I don't want to set a bad example. Right. Well, it's one of those things too. Like yeah, I'm not trading you. The fact of the matter is, none of the packages teams are going to trade you are going to make you feel great about trading away Kyrie Irving, probably. Yeah. So if you're the Lakers and you're trying to test that, it's a little like. The who was the comedian you brought up last week that said, "Well, I'll sleep with you for a million dollars. I'll sleep with you for a dollar." Who was the one who had that whole bit that you talked I about? I can't remember his name. Okay, told me W. C. Fields or somebody like that. I yeah. don't know. Um, but it's a little like that. Like if the Lakers, if they the word was we're refusing to trade you, Kyrie, and the Lakers go, "What if we traded you, LeBron James?" And they yeah. go, "Well, okay. Well, we're not going to do that. So now we've at least established that you're a big enough whore to do a trade with us." This is the. Uh... Let's see. Now we're just hagged. George Bernard shot. No, it wasn't that. God, it's Bertrand Russell. Nobody knows who that was. The, you brought uh, it up last week. I know I brought it up and I quoted somebody, but now they're saying that it's actually. Well, I, I just pulled some name out of my butt that I figured was correct. Oh. Um, <laughs> because somebody had told me once. It was, uh, a man asked a woman if she'd be willing to sleep with him yeah. if he pays her an exorbitant sum. Yeah. She says, sure, I'll, I'll sleep with you for a million dollars. He then says, like, well, okay, but now. You know what? I, it turns out I don't have that million dollars. Will you sleep me for five dollars? Yep. And she says, "What kind of a woman do you think I am?" Right. And he says, "We've already established that. Now we're just haggling over price." Yes. Yes. And uh, apparently, this has been attributed to many different people. Okay. Okay. Well, it's, a, it's. I mean, I like the theory. I like the the principle. Of I think it. I said W C Fields. You did. That's why. That's what was sticking in my brain. W C yeah, Fields. Yeah. W C Fields. Yeah. Um, all right. Payne and Pendergast with you on a uh, on a Monday here. Um, speaking of extra, Aaron Rodgers. I would say Aaron Rodgers, a little extra. How extra is somebody who's saying what you're about to hear from Aaron Rodgers in the next segment less than a year after he signed a $150 million contract? That is next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, Aaron Rodgers... Did this take place in Vegas at the Pro Bowl, Seth? Was Aaron Rodgers out there but not playing in the game? Because it sounds like there were some Vegas people chanting at him recently. There was um, – he was doing a golf tournament of some oh, okay, sort. okay, that's right. He was at that Pro-Am. That's right. Yeah. That's right. He was at the Pro-Am. Um, Aaron Rodgers Pebble was. Pebble Beach. Pebble Beach, Is yeah. Pebble Beach in Las Vegas? Is that one of the many beaches no, in Las Vegas? No, no, no. Okay. No, Vegas is landlocked, last I checked. Yeah, so there are Raiders fans everywhere. And um, they were harassing him the entire time he was there. And, and basically, Aaron Rodgers was, uh, like, frankly, I think, kind of trolling everybody publicly. And then it didn't help that Devontae Adams was kind of playing along. So it, it fueled all kinds of speculation that Aaron Rodgers is as good as gone and on his way to, I almost said Oakland, to Las Vegas this year. Yeah, here was the tournament was on CBS. Here was the sideline reporter at CBS interviewing uh, Aaron Rodgers at the tournament. It's fun to be here. It's such a great event. Fans are amazing. A lot of people yelling different teams they want me to come to next year, um, which has been fun because uh, we got a little uh, inside bet going about which team's going to have the most fans, but uh, it's been fun. I was going to save that for my last question, but you're leading me right into it. Is there maybe like a favorite color, favorite city that you might have on your mind for next season? I'm just going to say that the uh, predominant uh, team that we hear as we're walking is Raiders. A lot of a lot of Raider fans are encouraging me. A lot of Devonte misses you comments. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So we're having some fun with it. It's a great uh, you know great event for the fans to come out here, and hopefully we can get back on the course. Listen, if you want to break some news with us here on CBS, we would love for that to happen. But just think about it. You don't have to answer now. <laughs> Okay, do you want to break some news? He has to get traded. He's not signing somewhere. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're going to trade me to such and such a team. I. Um, this is the first time, Seth, that 40 seconds of audio or whatever is the yeah. first time where I feel like, okay, I, I think he's I think he's getting traded now. I mean, that's a, that's a grenade that you're dropping right into the middle of your relationship with the Packers. He's talking openly like, yeah, we've been joking around about all the teams I could go play for. Like, dude, you, you're under contract. To yeah, the yeah, no, he just doesn't, um, he doesn't give a damn. No, I don't like, I, I, I think, I wonder how people in Green Bay feel. I know a lot of, I know a lot of Packers fans that have reached out to us have said they're just sick of it because they've already been through this with Favre where this quarterback just is kind of toying with your emotions every offseason. And I think that the fact that he had negotiated the deal that he did, which in a lot of ways turned into a one-year deal, you know, or one that he would have an option every year. And he's kind of still – he still talked smack about the front office somewhat. Like, he, he makes he, – or at least I shouldn't say he talks smack. He hints that discussions need to be had and that certain guys that he wants to be around that are kind of like his own little personal mascots who certainly – you know what? He could probably bring his personal mascots with him to some of these teams. He could probably say, oh, yeah. like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll prove the trade, but I need Randall Cobb to come with me. And yep. somebody out there is going to be like, okay, cool. We'll bring in Randall Cobb. Yep. I need uh, Mercedes cool. Lewis on this team. Yeah. Um, so, also, apparently at the Pro Bowl yesterday, I was trying to find it. Somebody said that Devontae Adams was doing the discount double-check celebration. I believe it. He had a. There was one play where he caught the ball, and I think Jalen Ramsey was – 
closing in on grabbing his flag right at the goal line. So Devonta Adams pitched it to Tyreek Hill, mm. and then Jalen Ramsey hit Tyreek Hill. It was uh, it was kind of crazy, and it wasn't there wasn't like a fist fight afterwards or anything. But uh, yeah, I think that I, from what I've seen on social media all weekend, it seemed like Devonte Adams and Aaron Rodgers were. Just probably messing around and trolling people, and yet at the same time, the fact that they felt comfortable doing that makes it impossible not to think like, okay, this this probably ends up happening. Yeah, kind of like when you're joking around. You know, sometimes the best avenue into a uh, romantic interlude is to kind of joke around about it first, kind of feel people out and see uh, see what's going on. You know, a little friendly tickling, and then all of a sudden, whoops, you're naked. <laughs> right. So um, I think that's what these two – I think Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers are kind of uh, – they're tickling the NFL, they're, seeing if they want to get naked. They're coochie-coochie-coo. Yeah. yeah, I got yeah. you. I got you. It would have been more salacious from the Devontae Adams side had the Raiders not already kind of declared that they're out on Derek Carr. Yeah. You know, like, cause that, cause Derek Carr is Devontae Adams' dude, remember? Yeah. Right? Like, if Devontae Adams was openly flirting with Aaron Rodgers, well, he was still married to Derek Carr. Then, right. Yeah. That would be pretty scandalous. But here at the Pro Bowl, Derek Carr openly acknowledged yeah. that he's not going to be in Las Vegas. The, the, the oh, divorce is not official yet. They're just legally yeah. separated right now. Derek Carr had a really nice stretch during the target competition. Yeah. And afterwards, uh, Ryan Clark asked him if he's ever been this hot in Las Vegas before. Derek Carr said something to the effect of, no, if I had been, I probably wouldn't be leaving. Right. <laughs> they wouldn't be right. shipping me out of here. I, I could have done with that, that, too, by the way. Everybody acting like this was some big emotional departure uh, where the city of Las Vegas – a team that's a city that's had its team for all of seven months yeah. uh, was saying goodbye to their long beloved quarterback Derek Carr. Like, yep. uh, I'm not buying it. I'm yep. not, no, no. Uh, Aaron Rodgers actually did win that tournament this weekend. I'm seeing here uh, on the wall. He won of, the tournament like is like best uh, press celebrity in it or uh, let's see here. Tournament? Let me see here because the headline is headline is Packers Aaron Rodgers wins pro am at Pebble Beach. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers finally gets his name on the wall of champions behind the first tee at Pebble Beach, joining a long list that includes Tiger Woods, Jack Nicklaus, and Arnold Palmer. Rodgers and Ben Silverman of Canada yeah. held on for a one-shot victory Sunday in the Pro-Am portion of the AT&T Pebble Beach. So um, so he won it, but it looks like he had help along Quarterbacks and kickers, the best Really good golfers, yeah, yeah. Quarterbacks, it makes sense, obviously. Kickers, yep. I think the, I think there must be something with the foot-eye coordination that mm -hmm. goes, like, you, it's correlated to good hand-eye coordination, too. I can see that. That shouldn't be such a huge surprise, but somehow it does feel like a surprise. We were discussing earlier in the show, um, you brought this up, one of your YouTube followers uh, said that he thinks Nick Casario is arrogant, he talks down to people, and there's other Texan fans who have believed that. I don't think, I think you and I both disagree with that, um, but... Uh, we were trying to wonder why people feel that way, and you had brought up that you know Nick talks kind of like a science teacher. You know, there's a very straight laced way to the way that he talks, so yeah. it might come across that way for some. So people were theorizing on the trailer wheel and frame text page. Thank you. Um, as to why people might feel that way, this might be the best theory that I've seen about this, Seth. Um, this is from four eight zero six. Uh, people find Nick arrogant because he won't eat barbecue. <laughs> I think there might be something to that. You know what? 
I don't want to – I want to talk to Nick about that off-air. I feel like he, he probably does gets tired of kind of people asking about his dietary habits and everything. I mean, there's so much lean, you know, lean, uh, good protein that he yeah. can get from barbecue. I mean, turkey especially. There's nothing quite as tasty as just plain barbecued turkey, uh, you know, when Smoky done right. taste to it. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, it's just it's so tender and yeah. juicy, yeah. you know, compared to – you don't need the sauce or anything. Yep. I feel like he'll come around on it if he understands that he can follow his, his – is extremely strict. It's not even a diet. It's just what he eats. He's just kind of – He's, he's one of these uh, – he's so habit-driven, I think, that uh, he's very meticulous about all this stuff. They tried to get him to eat some barbecue like a year or so ago out at the yeah. stadium. They filmed it and everything, and they brought out like a real spread you know, with yeah. the ribs and the yeah. brisket, and they had the sides and everything. Uh, the sides was the most hilarious part. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, like this guy who drinks coconut water and eats kale yeah. as like a splurge. Yeah. Uh, is going to is going to eat a, a banana pudding with a wafer in it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Hey, listen, Paleo Bros. Yes, I know. I just said lean meat. Leave me alone, okay? I'm just talking about the way Nick eats. All right. right. I don't. I don't need all of our ancestral diet uh, philosophies <laughs> and everything. Or how I'm with you. I'm on board with you. I think saturated fat has been overly villainized. I agree. We're talking about how Nick eats, okay? Yep. So just settle the hell down. Yep. My God. Yep. <laughs> uh, people like your line that Kyrie Irving was a malcontent towards Copernicus. I feel like I know, the- you just you just sailed right past that one. I was a little insulted. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good line. <laughs> uh, it's, but I feel like it might like it. it it probably hit with like twenty percent of the audience, but with that twenty percent, it probably truly popped. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you just got to ride right past that one. It's got a K sound in it too. That's why it's especially funny. Yep. Uh, are you all broadcasting from Radio Row this year? No, we are not. We are in studio this year, um, and we are mixed feelings on whether or not we're missing out on Phoenix. Here's here's what would be the bad thing about us in Phoenix, Seth, is our show would be start- our show would be starting at four a.m. local time. Oh, screw that. God. Yeah. Okay. Um, here's a timeline of Kyrie Irving's scandals and controversies. Do we have enough time to go through this? <laughs> Give it a try. Okay. See how rapid um, fire you can do this. This is, uh, as people are wondering whether Kyrie Irving is more trouble than he's worth. Yep. Oh, my God. There's too many. Oh, boy. Try to do them fast. Boy, well, people are bringing up the fact that now Kyrie is in the city. Uh, it's basically the birthplace of JFK conspiracy. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. Oh, that should endear him to the locals just fine. Kyrie, yeah, Kyrie oh, weighing boy. in on the Kennedy assassination. Okay, uh, Kyrie, uh, you know, asserting that the world was flat. flat Apologize for saying it, but not. But I don't know if he ever actually conceded that the world is indeed round or not. Um, well, look, the vaccines, we can get into all that. I feel like there were some things Kyrie said about vaccines that even anti-vaxxers would be like, okay, but okay, listen, listen, Kyrie, uh, you're not quite getting it. Okay, uh, let's see. Um, he did post an Alex Jones clip, so okay. if you're oh, uh, not a huge fan of Alex Jones, uh, uh, anti-Semitism and... Um, uh, tweeting out, uh, tweeting out uh, d- yeah. the link to that. Was it a documentary? It was book? a documentary or movie yeah. of some sort. Yeah, yeah. So um, those are those are the big ones. So it hasn't been that many. And then various, I guess, the on the basketball side of things, like various little things, like 
reportedly just not wanting to play with LeBron James yeah, anymore yeah. because it was just it was just too much just playing with it's too much to play with one of the greatest basketball he players. He asked for a time. trade from a team that had made the finals 3 years in a row like yeah. and that, that that that's been my biggest thing with Kyrie Irving Seth forget about all the the drama off the court that you just cited is that when he's not attached to LeBron James he's not a winning basketball player. I just yeah. think he's wildly overrated. I think I think he fits in perfectly with maybe what young people like nowadays with the mixtapes and the YouTube highlights and the consuming things and little splices on Twitter and whatnot. Because the dude has spectacular, you know, like he he is a he's a spectacular playmaker. He's an awesome bad shot maker. Like he takes some bad shots where you're like, "What are you doing, Kyrie? Oh, nice shot." He does that a lot, but he's never, except for when he's with LeBron, he's just never been part of a team that's done anything. The Ever. biggest thing, the biggest thing about Kyrie that I don't like, Sean, is regardless of anything that he said, he pulls the old classic Southern Bell tactic of putting something out on social media to his millions of followers, but then acting like uh, his privacy has been invaded by people wanting to ask him yes. about it. There's nothing that drives me more crazy than that. Like, I'm going to say something publicly, but if you try to ask me questions about that very public thing that I've said, I'm going to act like you are attacking my right to have an opinion. Yes. Yep, yep. All right, Payne and Pendergast with you on a Monday. When you sign a 10-year, $180 million to do your job, your employer shouldn't have to fly to your house in the offseason personally to tell you to do your job better. Who did that happen to? We'll tell you next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Live from the Twin Peaks Studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Pain and Pendergast. Alright, so one of the big stories coming out of the conference title games outside of the results of the games themselves, was the latest 
poor performance from Tony Romo as the um, as the color analyst for the CBS broadcast. It's just it's not good. It's been bad for a while now. Tony Romo has experienced significant slippage in the booth since bursting onto the scene enough his first couple of years to earn a 10-year, $180 million contract. And now it just he has the appearance now of just being unprepared and he's stepping on his co-hosts and things like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this story came from Andrew Marchand of the New York Post over the weekend that CBS Sports executives during the last offseason, so prior to the 2021 or 2022 season, CBS Sports executives recognized that some of the luster of Tony Romo's NFL analysis had faded, and as a result, they staged something of an intervention, according to the New York Post. In an effort to have Romo focus on being fully prepared and help him find a way to mesh better with Jim Nance, his partner, executives, including CBS Sports chairman Sean McManus and CBS lead NFL game producer Jim Rykoff, flew on separate trips to Romo's Dallas home, to sit with him. Um, now, there's a CBS spokeswoman by the name of Jen Sabatel who's trying to put out the fire here. Quote, to call this an intervention is a complete mischaracterization. We meet regularly with our on-air talent, end quote. To which my question for Jen, if she were here, yeah. would be to say the chairman of CBS Sports flies to the home of each talent to sit with them. And go through their performance is that each the year. Standard, yeah. Was this planned as a retreat of some sort, like right, a golf right. retreat or if something? If he does, then 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 all bets are off. You what know? if she was like, uh, to call this as, an, as to call this an intervention is wildly inaccurate. Uh, Tony stayed drunk the entire time <laughs> we were talking to him. <laughs> yes. Frankly, that's what it sounds like when he's on air. I've seen various people, and it's funny to it's funny to see some people kowtow to uh, to Tony Romo in this because they don't want to say anything bad. Uh, people will try to act like this is just a social media phenomenon that, oh, no, well, that's just social media being mean. Everybody's always going to complain about something. See, this is, a, this is a classic situation where somebody tries to defend something by saying something that's true but doesn't actually apply. Yes, social media will always – people on social media will always complain about everything. There's nothing that they won't complain about. But without ever touching in with social media, many people can tell that Tony Romo – well, I don't think he ever had much of a fastball. Uh, he's certainly lost his fastball. Yeah. He, he can't string together a damn sentence at times. Yep. It's not just a matter of not being able to prognosticate – and do his little fortune telling bit. He cannot speak in complete sentences. He has no idea what the teams playing um, have done recently, or who their key players are at times. He uh, annoys his he annoys his partner Jim Nance. Jim Nance is audibly perturbed much of the time now because Tony Romo is so checked out. And then this is the worst one. Okay, this is the one that drives me the most insane. The NFL rulebook can be confusing, Sean. We all know that. Sometimes we don't even know what it catches. Sometimes they need to bring in the rules analyst. And the problem is, on with that show, the rules analyst has become almost a third person in the booth. Because after having the rules explained to him, Tony will uh, basically... Basically, he Clyde's it, uh, and he repeats he repeats the rules analysis, except that he messes it up. At least Clyde would, Clyde would parrot whatever Bullard was saying, but at least get it right. Romo tries to restate what the rules analyst said, but, like, botches the explanation. Yeah. So where people at home are saying, like, no, Romo, you've got it wrong. What the hell are you talking about? Right. It's unwatchable. 
I um I never understood the allure of the Romo Stradamus act where he would pr- predict the plays. Yeah. Long term, like okay, if he did it one time during a game, I'd be like, oh, that was pretty cool. For me, at least, and maybe some people like it. Maybe some people like knowing what's coming. When they're wrong, it's pretty annoying. I think when he's right, it's kind of annoying because I don't feel like knowing what's coming. Yeah. It turned into more of a parlor trick for me when he would do it. He, You know what he became, Seth? He became the guy that when you go to a restaurant that's sort of a family restaurant and they've got some dude there that's making balloon animals for you or something like that and he walks yeah. over and he won't stop making balloon animals. Like, we got it. Thank you for the poodle. <laughs> yes. You can leave now. I don't Dude, need ex- seven <laughs> balloon animals. You're 100% correct. <laughs> you're like, ah, I'm Tony Romo. This is a rhinoceros. Right, right. Look at the rhinoceros. <laughs> What's a rhinoceros all about anyway, Jim? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. They don't even know how to define it, really. Right. Well, actually, Tony, it's uh, it's, uh, it's got a pretty specific taxonomy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody knows. So... That's Tony Romo. I think that, there's a yeah. bulldozer. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing about Romo that used to drive me crazy because a lot of us, a, a lot of us that were annoyed by Romo from the very beginning, yeah. now are starting to to be the annoying people who are like, "Thank you, finally," because this this is what would happen with Romo. I implore any of you if you have NFL Plus, go back a few years to watch some games and fact check me on this. Okay, you know with fortune tellers, like the ploy that fortune tellers will use. Not the legitimate ones like the one I go to, but the uh, the fraudulent ones. Right. What they'll do is they'll say, "I'm getting a, I'm getting a name. It starts with a, starts with an A. All right. I guess I no no. Is that a C? It's a C. And there was no. You know what? Actually, oh, it might be a D. Dick, my long lost uncle. Yes, yes, yes. That's who he's. He says he's your uncle. And they have such a way of doing this that afterwards, the people who have had their fortunes read. Remember it as like she just she knew about my uncle Dick. <laughs> yes. She did. They, they did. I, it's it's hilarious when you watch this stuff get broken down because people afterwards will remember it as exactly like no, she knew all this stuff. And you go back and you watch the film. And you're like, oh no, she didn't actually know any of that at all. Romo from the very beginning would be wrong the majority of the time when he was calling out what would happen, but when he would get it right, it would stick in people's brain. Yep, and they would remember that. But now he's gotten even worse at that. His hit rate is even lower to the point where he'll be like, oh, they're going to go in motion here. Snap comes no motion. Oh, dude. Um, you know, I, so now people can't help but, but notice it. But now so what he, he'll do is he'll try to claim credit for uh, a prediction that anybody could have made before, like, he can be proven wrong. So the Bengals played the Bills, and Josh Allen made a nice play in the second quarter. And he said, you see, you know, you and I were talking about it earlier. This was going to be a game where two great quarterbacks made some great plays. I'm like, oh, wow. You did it again, you son of a bitch. My goodness. How'd you pull that off? You mean that thing that everybody's been saying all week? That's what you and Jim were talking about? Who could have thunk it? Yeah. Um, Here's what I – He needs needs – Sean, I'm sorry. That's okay. He needs to be called out. All you guys who think you're helping him out, he needs to be exposed for what Cowboys fans have known he is for a long time. He does not put the work in. No. He is he is undeveloped potential. Yep. That is Tony Romo as a football player, uh, as a broadcaster. He has undeveloped yes. potential. Call him out on it and hold him to the fire, damn it. The $180 million is the worst thing that ever happened to him. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He's like, hey, you, know, you see all these people? Think I'm not doing a good job? Excuse me. I'm getting paid. Excuse me while I fall <laughs> into this pile of cash. 
Um, so uh, here's what I here's what I am curious about. Okay, I'm curious about the terms of Tony Romo's ten year deal. Like, I'm curious if there's any out for CBS because here's what I think would be good for all involved to yeah. have happen would be for if if CBS could move on from Tony Romo because I don't think he's going to get better. I really don't. Like, I don't think he's going to put the work in to get better. Oh, he's God, making no. eighteen God, million no. a year. Right. No. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm not I mean I'm not discovering plutonium by saying that or anything, but I We predicted it, Sean. Yes, <laughs> that yes. Tony Romo would um, probably not work all that hard at this. Reportedly, when he gets pushed down to the number two team on Fox, mm-hmm. Greg Olson's salary gets bumped down from ten million to about three million, supposedly. Oh, really? According so, to does reports. Tony Romo, or does Tony Romo have something like that at CBS? According so. to reports, well I don't this this pushes Romo out the door, what I want to have happen. If there is an out for CBS with Tony Romo, reportedly Olsen has an out where he can leave Fox if he gets a number one job offered to him at any of the other networks. Now, Collinsworth isn't going anywhere with NBC. He's very good. Aikman, obviously, is not going anywhere with ESPN. Herb Street, I don't think, is going anywhere with Amazon. If Tony Romo got pushed out at CBS, I think Greg Olson and Jim Nance would make a fine duo covering CBS games. They would, and Jim Nance would actually enjoy that. The yeah. biggest thing about Jim Nance where I get angry at Jim Nance, and I know he's a beloved Houston uh, folk hero who will tell you as much when you try to ask him an actual football question on the red carpet, um, is that he meddled with the NFL in getting Tony Romo to retire when the Texans may have had Tony Romo's potential trade uh, uh, trade target. Yep. Um, Jim Nance stepped in and said, "Hey, here's a boatload of money. Come be my partner. And it'll be a match made in heaven. I can get rid of this Sims jackass, and it'll be just you and me, buddy." Nance has got a thing. He's got a thing for dumb jocks, is what he does. He does. You know, like he's a, he's a little bit of a jock sniffer, isn't he? This will be the second yeah. one. If if this were if there were to be a breakup, though, this would be the second one that he will have fallen out of favor with. How much is I, Jim Nance to blame for that? I think that ultimately. Greg Olson would be I think Jim Nance is old enough now to recognize like okay well Greg Olson has actually got all the things that I've always wanted in a man uh, I've just always I was going after the bling of Tony Roman Phil Sims and <laughs> who wouldn't have fallen for them Sims was the worst because Sims was actually unlike Tony Romo Sims could speak in complete sentences yeah but he would eloquently describe things as they never actually happened. He would have like a very succinct explanation that was completely wrong. So that part was frustrating. But I think having to look back on it, I miss complete sentences more than I thought I would. The, the, the gruntings and the sentence fragments of Tony Romo have made something that... Look, I know people will say that you know, you don't tune in for the broadcaster. That is true. I will turn away from a yes. game yeah. that's gone south there because Tony Romo won't stop grunting and gesticulating over it. At the very least, I'll mute it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, pain and Pinner, yes. Like spasmodically masturbating to a football game, and hey. it's, uh, it's nothing I want to be a part of. No, yeah. no, no. All right, um, Payne and Pendergast with you on a Monday. 713-572-4610. You can hit us on the trailer wheel and frame text page. D'Amico Ryans crushed the press conference last week. We were all enamored with D'Amico Ryans. Proof. There's proof in this Super Bowl that the introductory press conference might not mean anything. We'll, uh, we'll have it for you next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.